welcome to another episode of the People Centered Podcast, where people matter and you matter. My name is Lolita Coppins. You remember Psalm 139:14. You are fearfully, wonderfully made, and please, let's not do this thing called life alone. I hope life is treating you well. These summer months can be challenging, rising brutal heat, as well as rising electricity bills. There are numerous mass flooding in in many places and property structures, at least here in Southern California, have given way in landslides, damaging homes. It would be so easy to get overwhelmed, but my prayer is that you'll find a way to stay cool, well hydrated, maybe vacationing with family and friends in some uh, lovely tropical place, or as in my case, hanging out in a cool theater watching the latest blockbuster with loved ones. Today's episode, I have entitled Developing Heinz Feet. Now, I would like to start with a scripture that hopefully will set the tone for our time together. Habakkuk 3, 17 through 19. The Lord is my strength, and he has made my feet like Heinz feet. He makes me tread on high places. Now, this is the last portion of Habakkuk's prayer, and I will explore the whole prayer and the state of mind of this great prophet in a little while longer down the road. But right now I want to discuss why did I choose this topic for today? Well, because I have the privilege to pray with many people. And lately there have been some painful and difficult choices and decisions that people have had to make in terms of following and growing in the Lord. So my goal has been to share from a Christ faith-based platform. However, as I have said, all are welcome to the People Center. Now, either whether you're secular-minded or faith-based, whatever your perspective, I think that we all can agree as time goes on, life is getting more darker and complex and difficult and challenging. And human wisdom and understanding can only take us so far. Somewhere down the line, we will all have to make or come to impasses, make some decisions that that we really can't escape from. We come from forks in the road where we don't know and aren't sure what direction to go in or what to do. It's during these times when we don't know what to do or what's going to happen when we can't see in the future. It might be smart if we were looking for guidance and some expertise from a seasoned, skillful warrior, a veteran who knows the terrain, someone who is also gentle, loving, and compassionate and understanding to help us in our weaknesses. That would be Christ Jesus. But giving our life and heart to him isn't by no means an easy feat, and it might not be easy for you right now who may have not chosen a spiritual journey to give up and realize that you don't have the answers yourself. I shared in my first podcast who inspired the concept of the People Center, which was Jill Miller Jackson. And in bringing the concept of the People Center uh, to pass, I really want to encourage you right where you are on your journey of life, where you're traveling. And I want to share maybe some books, personal information that has been helpful to me. Well, Jill gave me a copy of a very small but powerful book, and it was called Heinz Feet on High Places. This book helped me as a new believer in the 70s to see trials as well as the blessings that laid ahead for me as a new believer on my journey. Over the years, I have read this small but powerful book over and over again. And I hope by discussing portions of this book today and looking into what the scripture means by developing hinds feet, which are deer's, deer's feet, 
I can lend some encouragement to those who may be listening, going through your dark and fearful journey. Right now, Hind's Feet on High Places introduces us to, to the Good Shepherd, who, as I stated before, is the seasoned and skillful warrior and veteran. Christ Jesus is the Good Shepherd, but he's loving and compassionate, and it is he who will guide our main character, her name is Much Afraid, and teach her how to develop Hind's Feet on High Places. Now, I'd like to share a bit of a background about Hannah. Hannah Hunter, H-U-N-A-R-D. She was the 20th century Christian author who wrote the book Hind's Feet on High Places. She was born in 1905 in Colchester, England, to Quaker parents. She graduated from Ridgeland Bible College in Great Britain in 1926, and in 1932, she became an independent missionary. Now, Hind's Feet was written in 1955, and it's an allegory novel. The story centers around a young woman named Much Afraid and her journey away from her fearing family and into the high places of the great shepherd. She'll be guided by two companions, sorrowful and suffering. It's an all-out allegory Christian developmental life, but it helps uh, transform those into salvation and spiritual maturity. With the background of the author of Hind's Feet on High Places and her vision in writing the story, I found three different references and perspectives that gave me some light for this episode. But before I end my podcast today, I'll share what developing Hind's Feet on High Places means to me personally. Now, my first reference came from an online source called gotquestions.org. Now, here they share that there are three different scriptures that speak about God making uh, hind's feet out of our from our walks. The first scripture, of course, I read earlier was Habakkuk three nineteen, and then is Second Samuel twenty two thirty four. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and sets me on secure high places. Psalm one eighteen, no Psalm eighteen, excuse me, thirty three. He makes my feet like the deer and sets me secure on the heights. Now the, these references show how intent God is in training us as his children and believers in his wisdom and insight to trust him in the most impossible and impassable places in rough terrain. But we don't have to go it alone. He's there with us. He is the good shepherd. Now they also make reference to the deer's feet or the hind's feet. A deer is also referenced as a gazelle, swift, sure-footed, She can climb sheer rocky cliffs and never stumble or fall. While climbing, the deer can place the back feet exactly where the front paws or feet were where they landed. And they're strictly in the same place. They're they're steady and sure-footed. Instead of having four, she has two, uh, two vertical parts of her feet. She can scamper across what appears to be vertical, Unafraid, undetoured, by unseemingly impossible places, this is what deer's feet can accomplish. The deer would have to be intentional in in traveling, stable, unmovable, focused. There are definitely attributes that would be necessary for us as travelers to develop. The ability not to get distracted by whatever life throws at us and not miss our mark. 
Now, there are those of you listening who have been successful, intentional, and focused. You have made your mark, perhaps without any spiritual leanings at all, and I applaud you. But however, you might want to stop and consider that these talents that you have and the opportunities afforded to you to use them were gifts given to you and doors open from an unseen source, a power higher, greater than yourself. God has been unseen and in the background, so to speak, but he's been cheering you on and directing you even though you didn't know it. But did you know that the good shepherd, that the Lord loves you, no matter whether or not you've succeeded or not? I think a lot of people feel like if they don't make great strides or meet great goals and, and go to lofty places, that they're not successful and that God doesn't see them or doesn't care, that your love has been based purely on what you've accomplished. But that's not so with the good shepherd. Even though he's training us to do these things in life, I think it's because there's adversity ahead and he's teaching us how to maneuver in terrain that is not easy to do. It's important for you to know that you're loved. The great shepherd loves you regardless of whether you're successful or not. But these attributes are very important for us to have because life is difficult and I believe it's going to get even more difficult. Now I have another reference from a place called highplacesblog.org. Now, they were sharing that a, high, a hind's feet, or a female deer, she places her back feet again exactly where the front feet were, and she does not slip not even a half inch off. It says here that the, the deer can run without abandonment in times of danger. She can run and not get off track. She's able to scale unusually difficult high terrain. My third reference comes from uh, on, on, on list, a place called well-watered women. It is here that I read Habakkuk 3, 17, 19. Well-watered women and from questions.org, they all explain kind of similarly what hind's feet means, but I'm going to go into more detail about the scripture. I'm going to cover the scripture in Habakkuk 3, 17 through 19 from the prophet's uh, Habakkuk's, his, his perspective. Now, this is a whole prayer. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit beyond the vines, or produce of any kind of olive oil, and the field yield no food, the flocks be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in God of my salvation. For God is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me travel on high places. Now, well-watered women, they're kind of breaking down what Habakkuk meant, what the prophet meant in times. He was They were talking about how he praises God in the midst of his circumstances. He rests on his faith in God's character, not on the state of the world around him. That God is the great I am, Yahweh. He is El Shaddai, the powerful and the almighty. The promises of high feet swift from and steady amongst unsteady mountainous terrain or whatever is going on in our lives that is unsteady and, and very lofty. High places um, can, can mean many different things in terms of what our prophet is talking about. Hopefully you'll be considering some of these things. Now on high places blog, they're talking about what the significance of what, high, what Heinz feet would have. 
In Habakkuk's time, the prophet who wrote this particular prayer, the spiritual decline was horrible. He was greatly troubled by what was happening. I know I am today in state of, in the state of affairs of, in, in our world. Judah had fallen away from God. She had given herself over to false God and evil pursuits. Where God was in the midst, there was terrible things going on. There was violence. And he was wondering, did God know what was happening? So in the midst of this, you know, he wasn't blind to what's taking place in life. And I don't think that we can give these blanket uh, answers to other people either. We have to be aware that things are dark. Things are going on. Like I said, this is not a political show, so I'm not going to get into any details. But we can't be in denial of what's going on. And it's okay to even question God and ask him, what's happening? Why are we Why are we doing these things? I just recently saw um, the movie Sounds of Freedom, and I would suggest anybody go and see it. I, I wrote about it on my blog. It's not a very comforting situation looking at child trafficking, but it's awful things happening, and it seems like it's ongoing, and there's no t- stop to it. And and it's it's hard sometimes, and, and you do look up and think, God, where are you? What are you doing? And this is the state of mind that Habakkuk was in. But then his prayer went on to say, though all of this stuff is happening, I don't understand it. I don't know where you are. I still trust and believe in you. And it's doing these places where we have to have the sense to, to fly above these situations, to be able to overcome them, even though we're in the midst of difficult situations. Well, at this time, I wanted to give some personal application and context of how Habakkuk 3 uh, really meant a lot to me. Oh, Years ago, I was in a really hard situation. I had three young sons, and I was a receptionist and not making a lot on, on my uh, salary. And there was a couple of times in the night when I'd wake up in the middle of the night, and I would just be terrified. I didn't think I was going to have enough rent money or pay the YMCA for after-school care. Then I had a little baby who I had a, a, a my friend took care of him, but I, she didn't do it for free, and I had to pay for his care. Also, you know, clothes and food. And I just got scared. I'm the type of person that just needs to have a lot of control and be controlled. And because of my my background and stuff, and there's times in life when you can't be in control of everything. You have to surrender. So I almost made myself sick. And then I came across this this chapter of Habakkuk, and I was reading about his angst and things that were facing him during his day and stuff that he was experiencing as a prophet, seeing his people in captivity. And I got to a point when I read that, though there be no figs on the tree, and, and he was basically saying the same thing. Well, if, if nothing comes to pass and it doesn't seem like my prayers are being answered, I'm going to trust you, God. And that's exactly what I did at that point. I, I surrendered. And I said, Lord, I don't know what you're going to do, but you're going to have to take care of me. You haven't brought me this far to, uh, to drop me now and the boys, and you're going to make a way. And of course he did, and he continues to do so. There are other trials today, but he is faithful. But then there's another aspect of developing hinds feet on high places, which I think might be helpful too, because I talk a lot from the emotional realm of uh, what to do in terms of hard times when you're going through things emotionally. I don't know who this guy was, but I was listening to him on a, on a radio station. He was a, a Christian pastor and he was coming to speak uh, to uh, this congregation, and apparently he had a really good sense of humor, but he shared something that I will never forget. He was talking about learning how to fly above the rodents. I think that in his ministry, he was going through some things, and 
uh, unkind things were being said, but he explained this true situation. I think he flies these small Cessna planes. And he said that when he was uh, ascending and he was just, you know, at a, at a particular altitude, he could hear some chewing. And he knew from the sound that it was probably a rodent that was chewing on some of the wires. And so, you know, he just thought to himself, no, man, what am I going to do? Because if this rodent chewed into a particular kind of uh, wiring, it could affect the plane. And so he just felt in prayer. The Lord told him to climb higher. And he went way up to a higher altitude. And in doing so, after a while, he didn't hear the rodent anymore. And eventually, when he got out of the plane, he saw that the that whatever the rodent was, that it was dead. And he said, in life, there comes times when we have to fly above whatever rodents are in our lives. And for me, flying high and having hinds feet on high places, it might be not engaging in arguments with people. When people are coming against you in hostility and hatred, you keep your cool. You learn to have uh, be emotionally intelligent about it. You get prayer. You get people that are supportive. But you learn how to gauge your emotions so that you are not pulled into destructive situations when people are trying to do things that are not helpful to you or destructive. And so I've never forgotten that. When I have met with unkind things that people have said about me or situations where I felt have been unfair and I could get in the ring, as we say in program, and, and be chaotic myself, I have thought about what he said, fly above the rodents. Now, that doesn't mean... You don't know, you don't pretend what's going on and that you you are in denial to it and you just stuff your feelings. No, you address what's going on with you. You find safe people that you can pray with, process your feelings and emotions, and then having those hind feet on high places, you walk in those high places trusting that the good shepherd will take care of you and direct you in your path and what you need. So hopefully that's just a snippet. I hope you get the book. It's called Heinz Feet Again on High Places by Hannah Hunnard. And it's a little small book, but it's very encouraging in terms of that God does use soft suffering and sorrow, but they're turned into beautiful companions, which I don't want to give away. So now I want to thank you for taking time to listen today. And I want to say a little prayer for you. You know how to reach me. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I have my podcast, and pretty soon my uh, blog will be available. So if, if anyone's out there listening, I want to thank you for taking this time. So I like to always close up with a little prayer. And I pray, Father, that my listeners, whether they know you in a personal way, whether they're spiritual or not, that they will find out that you are the Good Shepherd. And Chris Tomlin has a beautiful song called The Good Shepherd. And Lord, that you love them and that you want to direct them and care for them. And even though they're successful, successful people need to be loved. They need to know that you care and that no matter what, you have their back. And so I pray for their families. I pray, Lord, that um, that whatever's going on weather-wise for people, uh, losing property, or some people have lost their lives in these storms. And uh, I'm just praying, Father, for your protection and that we will look up, even though we don't understand what you're doing. It looks like you're not there. I know that you are. You are there. You are taking care of life. If we look back uh, 40 or 50 years ago, the things that were plaguing this nation are no longer there. You have taken care of it. You just do it in a way that we don't understand. You're silent, but it gets done. So I pray for each of my listeners. So now before I go, I always tell you, don't give up. Don't stop. 
keep running, be, per be persevering, running your race as set before you. You just don't know when the miracles are going to happen. And, not, and even if something big and fantastic doesn't happen, at least you have been faithful. Each time I do one of these podcasts, I think, wow, at least I did it because there's things I've had to overcome. I've had to learn how to, I'm learning how to edit it. So some of them, the shows don't sound as, as well as they could, but I'm going to get there. Don't give out from a place of emptiness and despair. That's what I'm always telling you. Don't do that. And by all means, don't give in to hopelessness and don't give in to any kind of thoughts of suicide. So until we meet again, thank you for listening. God bless you. Take care. Bye.